Hey everyone, welcome to Caffeinated Humor. You know, this one is going to take a little bit of explaining. I remember when I originally wrote this, the second part of this is going to be a, a, a blog post that when I first wrote it, I had several test readers that said, don't publish it. Don't put it out there. People don't want to see this shit. And it ended up being a wildly popular post, but it's also one of those ones that's a little embarrassing. It's like, how deep is too deep? Because one of the things that I really enjoyed about the podcast, well, about the blog before the podcast, was that it was very cathartic. It was a way to dig inside my soul, or at least the evil little pit that I keep my brain in, and throw out the shit that's there, the vile shit, the shit that you're not supposed to say in polite company. And the longer that I did the, the blog, the less of a filter I had. And in fact, someone I was dating at the time made the comment, when I first met you, you had a filter, and now it's just gone. And what's in its place is this dirty little child. Now, keep in mind, she was pissed at me at the time she said this, but it, it does make sense. That's kind of how I've, I evolved. And it got to a point where I was almost trying to shock myself with whatever I wrote about. So I started digging in. What better way to get people to laugh than to laugh with you about yourself? That self-deprecation that so many comics have made their livings off of. Not me, but actual professionals. People who actually make money at this. But it can be a little embarrassing. But it's also one of those things where you just kind of swallow it and go with it. Not really swallow. I mean, it's not that kind of dirty, okay? So it's a different kind of dirty. But anyway, this one is about elements of my past, things about my personal kind of psychological makeup. Uh, not necessarily intellectually, but more like psychologically and a little bit delving into the sexual side of things, but not in a way that's going to be like, ew, now I just feel dirty. In more of a, whoa, you poor bastard type way, and maybe you'll laugh. Because that's the whole goal here. I'm just in it to try and get you to shoot a little bit of coffee out your nose. Just a bit. Not enough to, like, ruin your keyboard at work and you've got to get a new keyboard. I mean, just, like, a little bit. You know, fuck up a shirt that you weren't that crazy about. You know, that type of thing. And since we're just at the end of COVID here, I'm sure some people are still working at home. So you might not even be wearing a shirt. I know there are days that I don't. So it's like, if I do spill, that's eh, just going on my chest. Or at least not getting to my chest. It's landing on the hair. I'm a hairy person. But all that aside, let's jump into today's episode. Roll all that crap that we just talked about into today's episode, Sexual Side Effects and The Stranger, on today's Caffeinated Humor. So I have ADD, actually ADHD, kind of off the charts. Now, if you followed the blog that the podcast came from for any length of time, none of this is shocking you. Actually, if you just listen to the podcast itself, none of it's going to scare you. And I don't mean some doctor made a snap judgment to appease his drug rep and get a kickback type of, of diagnosis. I mean, I have uh, been a hyper-insomniac since birth, prone to ripping the drapes off the walls as a child kind of diagnosis. 
Now, due to being a, an extreme preemie, about 12 weeks, I spent a lot of time at Children's Hospital Los Angeles. Now, before I could walk, they had my little walker on rollers secured by a length of twine and an eye bolt in it, and I just ran back and forth for hours. That kind of ADHD. As an adult, eh, I have kind of that uh, attention span issue and can't shut my mouth, Have no, and I have a serious filter issue type of ADHD. Never medicated as a child. Mom was a bit of a hippie, never trusted Ritalin or Big Pharma, and she has always had pretty good instincts. However, when both of my kids got diagnosed as full-blown off the charts, the doctor decided to take a swing at medicating me. I tried to explain about my caffeine addiction and how I have the mild stimulant I need, but the doctor was very persuasive. Now, she was also pretty hot. And I'm sorry, but I am who I am. I have a thing about lady doctors. And remind me to tell you about the hernia check that I had sometime. That's a hysterical story, but I have a thing about lab coats. So I ended up with a two-week supply of Wellbutrin. I wasn't wild about the idea of it. The list of side effects is a pretty long one, and some of it's nasty shit. Now, this is straight out of the literature. Call your doctor at once if you have a serious side effect such as seizure, convulsions. Yeah, I have a seizure the doctor's going to hear from me. I might wait till the seizure's over before I call. Fast heartbeats. I have no way of knowing if that's just me. I mean, I do that without the Wellbutrin. Fever, swollen glands, rash or itching, joint pain, or general ill feeling. Luckily, I don't drink like I used to. That could just be a hangover. Confusion, trouble concentrating, hallucinations, unusual thoughts or behavior. I wouldn't be shocked if I didn't have this on a daily basis. The only thing that would stand out would be the hallucinations. Unusual thoughts or behavior? That, that might be normal behavior. Severe skin reaction. Fever, sore throat, swelling in the face or tongue, burning in the eyes, skin pain, followed by a red or purple skin rash that spreads especially in the face or upper body, and causes blistering and peeling. Now, sure, that's not a good sunburn after an all-night drunk. I mean, first of all, mace will do that to you, too. Now, there's one that they don't have on the list, or actually they do, but I think it should be highlighted. It wasn't listed under the severe reactions. It said mild, and I actually found it on a website for the, the drug from the manufacturer. Premature ejaculation. Now, there is an evil side of me that when I read that, I thought it was actually an awesome thing. Don't get me wrong, I try to be a generous lover, but sometimes it's just all about me. Now, and here's where we get a little personal, a little embarrassing. Stay with me. I have mentioned my masturbatory habits before, so it's not going to shock anyone that three days after I started on the Wellbutrin... The ex-wife and I had been uh, on a little bit of a lull there. I was feeling the need. I decided to engage in a little self-abuse. After having grown up in Catholic school, I realized this is a sin. I realized that I could be looking at uh, blindness. Uh, I do wear glasses. We don't know if that's related. Uh, hairy palms. I don't know if the nuns actually said that one, but I have seen it mentioned over the years. And I wasn't planning anything freaky either. 
No grapefruit with a hole in it, warmed up in the microwave, maybe a little face drawn on it. Mechanical devices, sit on my hand till it's numb and give myself a stranger. Nothing like that. Just a good old-fashioned fa- old honest jerk as God intended. Except that Wellbutrin had other plans. Three, count them. Three light strokes into it, I had the odd sensation of being spit at alone in a locker room. Are you shitting me? Oh, hell no. Not even a solid orgasm. Just the, the ejaculation. So, Wellbutrin was out. I never went back to the hot lady doctor, despite her habit of wearing blouses with lots of cleavage and a doctor's lab coat. I mean, it's, it's like she got her wardrobe from a porn set. And I actually think she knew it. She had a tendency to lean over a lot. Now, I decided to give coffee another try, and it has always been good to me. Plus, it tastes better. It's kind of like the beverage version of Ike Turner. Another Ike Turner reference? Jesus. While I'm thinking about it, I should explain the hernia check story. Now, I used to work in environmental cleanup, mainly asbestos and lead paint groundwater removal. It's an industry that requires a yearly physical and a chest x-ray so that they can figure out, are you losing lung capacity? Do you have asbestosis, mesothelioma, any of those? So I went where they paid me to go, and it was like taking free money. I didn't have to drive anywhere. I didn't have to fly anywhere, put on a suit, nothing. I got to go to the doctor and got paid. I'm kind of a male whore from way back when it comes to money. Anyway... One year, they made me go to an appointment at a new clinic for the exam. I filled out the paperwork, and I was shown to a dressing room and told to strip and get into a gown. Now, I'm naked under a paper gown, wandering around the back room of a clinic doing tests. And then they did it. They played their whole card, their big hand. The nurse they assigned to me was an unbelievably well-built, stunning Latina The doctor is an incredible Nordic blonde, and there is an awful lot of touching going on when they pass each other. Hand on the forearm, hand on the shoulder, leaning in to talk in each other's ears. I mean, maybe it's my evil mind generating fantasies, but goddammit, you didn't see them. In the end, I'm laying on an exam table and told that the doctor would be in in just a moment for the hernia exam. Now, about five minutes past... Five minutes pass, and I'm looking out the door of the exam room. It's cracked open a little bit, and at a desk, going through the bottom drawer of a file cabinet, is the stunningly hot nurse. And what she was wearing under her scrubs, I'm going to say nothing, simply because there's no way that scrubs could hug an ass like that. And I started daydreaming. And when the daydream hit its peak of filthiness, we're talking flat-out porno going on in my head, The stunning Nordic doctor came in for the exam. I realized that under the paper gown, I am rigidly at attention and creating a tentpole situation under a cheap paper gown. And there is not a damn thing I can do about it. The doctor immediately went dead eyes at the sight, like a Vietnam vet or a longtime hooker dealing with someone. And I just laid there feeling like a sleazy asshole with an erection. But then it got worse. I start laughing. Call it a nervous reaction, but I couldn't stop. I can't hide it. It's just getting worse. 
with a I am sick of your shit asshole sigh. Stunning doctor pulled up the gown and checked my hernia. A little too briskly, but that's just my opinion. Now it took three tries before I could stop laughing enough to cough. By this time, she wasn't even trying to hide her contempt. She started, then stopped herself from ripping me a new one before she finally stomped her ass out of the room. And what an ass it was. So, that is the hernia check story. If I've gone down a little bit in your estimation, my apologies. This post may be a little longer than you're used to. I think it was some decent stories. There's a lot of fairly embarrassing shit to cover, and I hate to short that type of thing. So enjoy. Now go wash your hands. Me, I need a little coffee. (laughs) 